Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. The Defense Innovation Unit Experimental is getting rebranded. The organization, tasked with working with non-traditional defense companies to develop new technologies, is dropping the word experimental from its name. Deputy Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan says the name change reflects the office's permanence within DOD. The Pentagon officially announces its plans to establish a sixth branch of the military focused on space. DOD wants to establish the Space Corps by 2020 and will create a new U.S. Space Command in a first step to standing up the service. The Pentagon will still need Congress's approval to create the new branch, though. The Army has temporarily stopped discharging soldiers who joined the military as non-U.S. citizens. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. According to a memo obtained by the Associated Press, at least for now, the Army has stopped processing involuntary separations for soldiers who joined under a program called Military Accessions Vital to National Security. The Army says it's imposing the pause, which could impact hundreds of soldiers so it can review its discharge process. Some of the troops caught up in that process have sued the Pentagon, claiming they were given no legitimate reason for being involuntarily separated. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. The Veterans Affairs Department will not have all of its new community care networks and contracts up and running all at once across the country. Senate Veterans Affairs Committee Ranking Member John Tester writes to VA Secretary Robert Wilkie to describe his frustration with the agency's timelines for implementing pieces of the new VA Mission Act. Tester says VA's timelines will create confusion for community providers. They'll have to work with different networks and third-party administrators at different points throughout the year as the agency gets contracts up and running. The American Federation of Government Employees files a grievance with VA over its implementation of the president's official time executive order. AFGE says implementation of the EO has been inconsistent at different medical centers and regional offices. The union also says its existing collective bargaining agreement still stands because both it and VA agreed to extend it in March. More bad news for the Postal Service as it posts a $1.5 billion net loss for its third quarter. That's despite earning $17.1 billion in revenue, a 2.4% increase from last year. USPS's chief financial officer says greater competition in package delivery could hurt its ability to see more double-digit growth. This comes as the White House's Postal Task Force plans to brief President Trump with its recommendations Friday. An IRS employee pleads guilty to identity theft. Stephanie Parker admits to authorities that she used taxpayers' social security numbers to file false returns and then send the money to her friends' bank accounts. She faces a mandatory sentence of two years in prison, as well as a period of supervised release, restitution, and monetary penalties. Acting EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler calls on employees to cooperate with the agency's Inspector General's audits. In an all-staff email, Wheeler reminds employees they do not need permission from their manager to report wrongdoing to the IG's office. The OIG expects to release three reports based on audits tied to former Administrator Scott Pruitt later this month. Those reports will look at Pruitt's spending on official travel and around-the-clock security. The Agriculture Department continues its aggressive reorganization efforts with Secretary Sonny Perdue announcing plans to move two sub-agencies out of the D.C. metro area. Perdue says by the end of 2019, employees working for the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture will be relocated outside of D.C. It's unclear how many employees will be affected out of the 700 that work for the two organizations. No employees will be involuntarily separated and USDA wants to offer early retirement incentives. And OMB offers a progress report on its IT modernization strategy. The Office of Management and Budget has completed 37 of 52 tasks under the IT modernization strategy over the last nine months. And federal CIO Suzette Kent says the remaining 15 will be completed by the end of calendar year 2018. 
Ken says completing the tasks are the first step toward creating the next set of initiatives around cybersecurity, IT modernization, and improving citizen services. Those next initiatives include OMB's new policies around cloud security and protecting high-value assets, as well as a zero-trust network pilot. I'm Jason Miller. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.